excited to have my guest today is Annavid Reyes. She is the traffic anchor for KPRC. So she's back home in Houston, but she's had a wonderful Texas environment to work in. And we're so excited to hear different things about her life and what she's seen out in the different communities. And that's really what we're about. Annavid is a first generation Latina woman in her family to go off to school and to hear about her journey in the newsroom and in journalism and the things that she's gone through. I couldn't be more excited today to talk with her about her and what led her back to her hometown in Houston, Texas. So, Annabi, thank you for joining me. I really do appreciate it. I read a little bit about you, and I was really moved about how you grew up in Mexico, and then you moved to Houston. So, First off, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I was born in Monterrey, Mexico, uh-huh. Mexico, uh, right. but I only spent like a year there. Oh. So my dad met my mom while, you know, in the midst of working and then he had family out there. So he would spend, you know, vacation out there. He met my mom. They fell in love, um, got married. Oh. I was born and then a year, like he would come back to visit me. My mom stayed in Mexico uh-huh. and I didn't recognize yeah. him. You know, when he carried me, it was like, I'd cry. And he's like, no, we can't have this. So that changed really quickly. My mom packed our bags and we moved to Houston, Texas. And I was raised here in Houston. We moved to Cyprus when I was very young. Yeah. I went to Langham Creek high school and I bet you uh, see some changes there in, in Cyprus. I bet it's changed a lot since you were oh, there. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so different. In fact, I went to Langham Creek High School, but both of my younger brothers, they attend uh, Cywood. So that was a change, you know, they didn't go to Langham Creek like I did. So that was a whole different change for our family, you know, in terms of like a different environment and Cyprus just keeps growing and growing and growing. So everything- I know. I mean, 529. So I grew up um, in our house on 529 Uh and Barker Cypress. And that used to, like, there was just an Albertsons and there was a farm, you know, like there was like cows and stuff. It was like farmland. (laughs) And within five to six years, Walmart came up. This, these shopping centers came up apartment complexes, mm-hmm. everything just grew, grew and grew. So yeah, Cyprus is a lot different. I grew up here and after high school, I decided that I wanted to move out. Very unconventional for <laughs> very unconventional for um, a Latino Hispanic family. I am the only mm-hmm. daughter in my family. I have two younger brothers. Uh, Anthony is 15, Louis is 21. So we have a very, um, big age gap between us. For me, first first generation to go off to college, A, B, I'm a young lady. And right. in the Hispanic culture, young ladies don't just get up and leave the house. <laughs> in fact, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to drive or own my car until after high school. So just take that wow. in. Yeah, I didn't I do that. I didn't do your typical like driver's ed classes, like none of that because I just I wasn't allowed to do that. So when my dad heard that I was ready to leave our home and go off to college, he was like, What? No, you're not. And I said, Dad, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so the classes- I have to know. How did you tell him? Because I'm really interested. How did you how did you broach the subject? Did you tell your mom first? I just said I then- was going. <laughs> I just said I, I was it. going. I was like, Dad, I applied to college and I'm going. 
Like I'm going, <laughs> you can't stop me. I've always had that, I don't know how to describe it, that just motivation, the drive, the passion. When I set my mind to something, mm -hmm. I try my best to accomplish it. And I've yeah. always been very independent. Um, and I think I get it because when I was younger, I would translate a lot of things for my mom. Like okay. with school growing up, right. I mean, my mom, she spent, you know, I think more than 20 years here right. in the U.S. in the U.S. and she understands English. She gets by. She get she gets her discounts at the store. <laughs> but what what I'm trying to say is, when it comes to like school and you know, I just remember being very young and and having to translate everything to Spanish. You know, whatever uh -huh. my teachers had to say, whatever messages had to be sent home to school, even bills. You know, sometimes yeah. my dad was at work and my mom needed help. You know, reading this letter that got sent in the mail. So I right. I took care a lot of that you know, type of responsibility for my family. Growing up, I always felt the need to be a little bit more independent, um, more responsible, uh -huh. more mature. I grew up a little bit faster than the rest of my, you know, yeah. schoolmates, just because I had that, you know, little added responsibility in my life. But right. I, I appreciate it now. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. Back then, you know, it wasn't the best. I was like, oh, mom, really? <laughs> but, you know, I love I know. to help. Love to help my family. I think um, those are memories that I will cherish forever. But when it, you know, circling back to your question, because of that independence, maturity, and and gung you know, ho attitude, I just told my dad straight up. I said, I'm going off to college, and this is what I want to do. But there were limitations. <laughs> the closest college for us, uh -huh. uh, you know, that I could still move away was uh, UTSA in San Antonio. Okay, and that's, that's a great school. Went off to it in 2009. That's awesome. That's you know, UTSA is a great, I love San Antonio. I worked there for 10 years. I love my time there. It's a wonderful place to live. When you were talking, I was thinking about a couple of things and you go, I was saying, you know, I, I'm interested because, you know, being a first generation uh, Latino woman to go to college and, to grad and move away because that's not quite the culture and that change in you. How did you see that your decision to do that? How did it help your family? What did it do to your family dynamic? Because I saw a picture of your mom and dad. Oh, so cute and then just oh, look so in love thank and you. you know, look, I was just so cute I, I thought oh this is awesome but it, I'm sure it changed the dynamic of your family a little bit not bad or anything like that but how did it change your relationship with them and how they look to you and you look to them I mean, I'm just really interested in that oh that's an interesting question you know I don't think the dynamic really changed I do think looking back now my parents just realized like, wow, we were so, and my, and my dad has said this to me, you know, we're so proud of yeah. how much you've accomplished. You just set your mind to something and you did it. There's yeah. often times where younger generations just lack motivation or kind of just go through the motions and you, know, or they go off to college and they really don't have a plan. Not to say that I had everything, you know, all my uh, sure. ducks in a row, but when right. I went to college, I, I knew I wanted to study communications. I knew mm -hmm. I wanted to do, you know, something in this realm, in this industry. Mm -hmm. What exactly that was, I didn't know 
100%. I did go in with a mindset of, I want to go off to college and I want to accomplish something. And my parents did recognize that and they appreciated that and, and they were so proud. But I will say, because I moved away, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my younger brothers. So that dynamic kind of changed because, you know, Lewis is, is 21. He's eight years younger than me. Uh, and right. Anthony is 15. So we literally have that huge age gap. And I'm almost right. like Anthony's second mom because we spent so much time away from each other that we didn't really cultivate that brother-sister relationship. It's like we would see each other on the holidays. And it's more like, Anthony, did you do your homework? Anthony, did you <laughs> study? You know, did you play your cello? It's like I'm always right. hovering over um, the little yeah. one like that. So I think that dynamic kind of changed. Yeah. And I missed out on a lot when it comes to their school plays or their football practices or their, their cello concerts things like that right. birthdays oh my god countless you know birthdays and, and family right. events that I didn't get to partake Thanksgivings Christmases I mean this industry is very challenging in that aspect so not only do right. you move away for college you also move away to start your career it's not like you can right. if you're from a big city a big town it's not like you can instantly okay I graduated I can get a job in Houston mm-hmm I it love that you said that. that. I do want to talk about that because of women looking for, you know, how do I get started? You, you're from the big city, Dallas, Houston, and you think, oh, I'll just go to work in Houston or Dallas. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I think from a career perspective, especially for young women or even, you know, any college student, where you have to start is not always where you finish or, or oh, yeah. your journey. So I'd just like to talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, I think it's so interesting how you got back home and how, you know, what you did to get there. Can you tell me a little I, bit about that? I will say, to be completely 100% honest, I didn't think I was going to make it back home this quickly. I thought it was going to really? take maybe another three, four, five years in another market wow. before I made my jump back. I mean, Houston's top 10. It's huge. Um, yeah. But to start off... I don't have a journalism degree. I have right. a public relations and technical communications degree because, you know, I was limited in because of the family dynamic and my background, I was limited in where I was allowed to study basically and, uh, or I move understand. away. Um, so <laughs> I went to UTSA, they didn't offer a journalism degree there. So I may do with what I had. Again, I didn't know I wanted to be a journalist per se, or even, you know, to be a reporter or an anchor. I loved entertaining. I love talking to people and being out in the community. And, you know, I can remember when I was little, I would sing and dance and, and dress up like Selena. So I loved all of that. <laughs> So somehow right. I was going to make it entertaining or, or talking to people some way, somehow. So when I went to the communications, I guess, boot camp is what they called it. You know, as freshmen, you go in, you get exposed to all the different right. schools offered within the university. And, you know, definitely went the communications route. Boom, I got introduced to public relations. And I thought that was interesting. Through my public relations uh, classes, there was one class in particular where they took us to an actual news station and we got oh. to tour the station. It was K-A-B-B, uh -huh. the Fox affiliate there in San Antonio. Okay. 
and it was amazing. I was exposed to all the behind the scenes and I was fascinated. And in that moment, I think it was my sophomore year in college. I knew right then and there, I wanted to be in news. And that my junior year of college, I landed an internship with KABB. And I will say everything that I know about the newsroom, about writing, Well, of course, you get your foundation, you know, in college, sure. like public relations, and I did technical communication. So I learned a lot about the digital aspect and, of course, um, the fundamentals of writing. But everything that has to do with how a newsroom functions, right. I learned it through my hands-on experience within my, you know, internship. So I interned with KABB, the Fox affiliate, and then WOAI, which was the NBC affiliate. And I think it was my senior year, they married and they were bought off by Sinclair and they became sister stations. So I got to do work with both and exposed to that aspect of the industry, you know, how um, stations merge and, you know, all of that technicality. So I got exposed to that. It was really cool. But I will say after my time in college and my internships, I had this, you know, vision that I was going to go back home and... Things were going to work out and I was going to, you know, land a job in the Houston market. Uh, I was one of those girls yeah. because I loved my city. I loved Houston. I wanted to go back. I want, I missed out, you know, time with family. I wanted to be with them. So I moved back home, couldn't find a job. God works in mysterious ways and some way, somehow was able to break through Radio One. I okay. started off as a feature reporter and an online editor for the first all news radio station on the FM dial, News 92.1. I don't know if you remember the station. This was 2015, 2014, 2015. The radio station was not a hit, but Radio One still <laughs> kept me on the team as a online editor. And I just worked, you know, my butt off there and right. perfected my writing, kept communications with, you know, because as uh, when you work in radio, you meet all kinds of people. Um, Adela right. Uchida previously was an evening anchor for ABC 13. She was a breaking news reporter for News 92.1 at the time. So I got to learn a lot from her. Really opening yourself up to the opportunity that you have in your hands at that moment is one of my biggest, you know, advice that I can give to young journalists or um, anybody that is trying to grow in whatever industry that they're in. You can learn so much from what you have right in front of you. And that will prepare you for whatever opportunities present themselves in the future. You open you open yourself up, you open the door to allow other right. opportunities to come in. After working with Radio One, the opportunity presented itself to work at KPRC, you know, channel two in their web department. So I worked with them and I learned so much about breaking news, pushing my job there as an online editor was to work in the morning, um, the morning shift, the morning newscast. So anything breaking, whether it be weather related, traffic related, I would send out the push alert. You download your app and if you sign up for the push alert, you get that little banner on your phone that says breaking or, you know, weather update. I would send those out for the morning show. And I just learned so much about urgency and being right and correct. I'm not afraid to say this. I mixed up one time in a push alert, which is big. No, no. I think I sent a weather watch warning. Excuse me. I sent out Mm -hmm. a weather warning. 
I know it's supposed to be a weather watch. Go watch. <laughs> oh my God, I got brought into the office and oh, it was, you know, the news director because literally it's not only your right. viewers that have the app, it's your competitive, you know, competitor stations that have the app. So they yep. got the alert yep. and it's like, oh my God. So this is the value and importance of earning your stripes as a journalist in a smaller market so you can get out all those kinks, do all the work. So when you do come to yeah. a bigger market, you hit the ground running and you don't have to go through those, those yeah. troubles. That's interesting so, you say that because that's, that's one of the things that I admire about you is that you embrace the trials that you had to go through to get somewhere. And I think it's a great uh, lesson, yeah. quite frankly. And it, it sounds like your parents did a great job by you having to be so responsible in things that that gave you that foundation to be responsible no matter where you were. And I think that's, that's a, an important lesson uh, for any, not, not just a journalist, but for any young person uh, trying to get their career started in, in, in anything or if you're changing even careers. And you exactly. went to, you, you know, and I think, that's, I think that's a great story to talk about. I love how you embrace and feel good about, listen, earn your stripes. You're going to mess up sometimes. It's going to be there. But you got to keep getting back on that horse and, oh, and kind of yeah. know what you got to because <laughs> so if you a, don't, great... if you don't, you don't learn, you know, you, you can't right. just sit and dwell on that negative moment because had I done that, I would have been like, okay, this news industry, not for me because it's tough. You know, I'm, I'm telling you the story in a very, uh, positive high energy way, but in, when you work in a newsroom, it's very cutthroat. Right. It's yeah. cutthroat. You have to have thick skin. You're constantly critiqued. And this is before stepping in front of the camera. Um, you know, it's like. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine know, when you're in front of the camera what it's like. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that world changed. Okay, so, um, you know, long story short, I spent some time at KPRC. I would watch all, all the anchors come in, all the reporters, and I would talk to them and pick their brain. And I would think to myself, you know, that's what I really want to do. That's what my heart yeah. is truly calling for. And while I'm sitting here and I'm doing great work, meaningful work, this right. is not my calling. This is not what I want to do. I'm not happy. Not so fulfilled. I talked to, yeah, I'm not fulfilled. So yeah. I talked to my mentors and they said, I, I just have to tell you, Navid, if you really want to do this, you've got to move. I was like, I don't want to. I'm going to leave my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm going to leave my friends, my family. I, I don't know. And I finally decided October 2015 that it was time for me to pack okay. my bags. And I landed my first job in Abilene, Texas. West Texas, the big country. That was a culture shock because there was like one highway there was one mall but it wasn't even a mall it had like 10 stores <laughs> um oh my gosh it was a big deal when we got a buffalo wild wings let me tell you <laughs> but i cherish and i appreciate and i'm so thankful for my time there because to backtrack a little bit i got hired on as a spanish anchor for the Telemundo, mm -hmm. Spanish network there. It was a triopoly. So they had CBS, NBC, and Telemundo all under one roof. I okay. anchored the Spanish newscast 
I produced the newscast and I translated all of the English scripts and English uh, reporter packages to Spanish. And not only did I focus on that, I would get in at like 7, 8 a.m. to go out in MMJ and produce a package for the Telemundo newscast. And then also they would use it for the English newscast. So that meant getting double the sound, Spanish and English, meaning I had to find people to talk to me <laughs> in both Spanish exactly. and English. And, and that was a whole, you know, learning experience in itself, because when I say produce a package, that means produce a story, meaning writing the story, meaning shooting the video, and you're by yourself, you don't have a photographer in a smaller market. So that means carrying this 30 pound tripod, and your camera. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm five foot nothing. And I'm carrying and hauling this thing. Eventually, I bought myself a dolly. Because it was like, for this you. is the only for way you. I could, you know, haul this stuff around. And if I went to City Hall, I had to like go upstairs. I mean, forget it. So all of that, come back to the station, put all of that together. You have to edit it yourself. You don't have an right. editor. Right. Um, right. And then slap on some makeup. Like I said, translate everything to Spanish for your Spanish newscast, produce it. And when I say produce, that means timing it out right, because you have to make sure that the clothes airs. The clothes is, you know, the um, station's logo. And basically, all in all, that's how we get paid, right? There were several newscasts where that didn't happen. <laughs> the general manager was not happy. But, you know, you learn all, you know, I say all of this because it was a huge learning experience man countless nights of your entire time at the station hunting down a story or one of my experiences there was uh, hunting down a um, a tornado in big springs so not only uh -huh. did i work a full day but also overnight i think i worked like 25 26 hours that wow. day having to go yeah. out and find the devastation as a result of the tornado and i mean that was a crazy yeah. day but those are the experiences you need as a journalist in order to move on and yeah i mean when you're saying that you, know, you learned a lot and when you move somewhere you're not sure about it. it's not home right it, but mm -hmm. I, when i was I, I was laughing a little bit about when you said I had to carry my own camera. I had to do this, I had to do that, because I think that is part of it, is that, that's, I hate to say that you earn your stripes, but that's how you learn the part of the business, of, of any business, quite frankly, no matter it's journalism or, or whatever you decide to do, a lot of that is just learning that aspect of it. Northwest Assistance Ministries has been serving the Northwest Houston and Harris County community since 1983. NAM has responded to everything from hurricanes and floods to economic downturns. Just last year, NAM's committed team of staff and volunteers served over 134,000 neighbors through programs like Meals on Wheels, an adult learning and training center, rent assistance, a pediatric health center, behavioral health services, a family violence center, senior programs, and a community food pantry. NAM strives to meet basic human needs through neighbors helping neighbors. Please join with NAM by volunteering or by making a financial donation. For more information, please visit our website at namonline.org.
everybody. So we're back uh, talking with my guest, Annabeed Reyes. Annabeed, first, let me thank you for your conversation. I think it's really important that anyone who's listening to this podcast sees that, you know, what you see on the screen is a lot of hard work behind the scenes of how you got there. They may see, oh, here she is, she's directing traffic or she's giving a report on something, but all the hard work you had to do to get there, I think sometimes people don't understand that. And I really appreciate you sharing me so open about some of those struggles and some of those yeah. things you had to do. And I think that's really important for, for anyone to hear, no matter if you're a graduate of college or someone who's changing careers or any of us that are in a career, it's the struggle behind the scenes sometimes that makes us who we are. So thank you for talking a little bit more about that. I Absolutely. am uh, interested, I'm interested because I saw in your bio that you have five dogs. You are a woman <laughs> after my own heart. I do want to ask you a question though about, you know, being in the public, you do have a platform that you can talk about things that are important to you because you have that, that platform, which I think is outstanding. So tell me, what are you passionate about as a public figure and what platform do you want to lend your voice to? Anytime I can and anytime I deem appropriate, I will always, always try and advocate for animal, animal rights. I love animals. Yeah. I think they're, they're just so loving. You just look into their eyes and they're yeah. so pure and they love you unconditionally. You can, you know, do all the wrong in the world and they don't know they just they just love right. you for being there with right. them and, and they're so innocent and, and pure there goes my dogs barking right now um <laughs> and that's why I, I just feel i just feel their energy and and i really see them as special beings and i find a true connection and so when i see anything that doesn't reflect love and, and positivity towards any kind of animal it, it really hurts right. me I say this right. with sincerity, it, it hurts me inside. And I just, if I could, I live out in the middle of nowhere on a ranch <laughs> with a whole bunch of animals. And um, I would I would take care of all of them, all the cows, all, all the pigs, all the dogs. <laughs> I, I just love animals. So any anytime I, I deem appropriate, I do, I, I try to. Okay. You know, if an animal needs to find a, a home, needs some food, you know, I'm there volunteering. I haven't done my homework and haven't put myself out there yet here in the Houston community. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. But you know, right. with COVID, it's just been a little bit difficult. It's been different. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been different. I mean, it can be done, but it's, it's just been different. So I am looking forward to going out there in the community and trying to do some do some work for our fur babies. I'm also very environmentally conscious. I'm shutting off the faucet for, you know, my mom when she's <laughs> washing vegetables. So I'm like, stop wasting water. Um, she doesn't like drinking water from the refrigerator and buys bottled water and it irks me. And I'm like, please, can you just use the Brita? She's like, no. <laughs> no. So I'm slowly, but she, but she does recycle her water bottle. So she's, That's she's good. um, That's good you know, in the going in the right direction. And I'm trying to nudge her to, you know, put the whole water bottle um, situation, but little by little, you know, yeah, just recycling. I actually did a lot of work with the recycling group in Austin. And I love that because I got to learn the ins yeah. and outs. For example, if you want to recycle a pizza box, you can't do that because the top of the pizza box, even though it's cardboard, it has grease. So they can't process 
the cardboard. So you cannot put the pizza box in the recycling bin. Wow. Plastic bags, they get stuck in the machinery. They don't like plastic bags. That's why you have those plastic bag bins specifically at the yeah. store because right. they go to a, a, a different section. Yeah, That's it's awesome. just, I, anytime I, I, I get to share the, the yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, you know, I was a crazy person in, in our house. My parents love pizza. I'm like, you better recycle the pizza boxes. And now I know you can't have to throw them, toss them in the, <laughs> toss them in the trash. But yeah, anytime I get a moment to share this information, these little nuggets of valuable yeah. information to protect our environment, um, I try to do that as much as possible. I'm constantly watching documentary series about the current yeah. climate conditions. I get depressed, but I like to stay informed <laughs> sometimes. Well, so I'm you like, do no. your part, right? If we all do our part, it should be better. Everybody's got to do their part. You know, unfortunately, it's just a lot of us. That's why I've been educating myself on veganism as well. Yeah. I can't really 100% go that route because I do like yeah. my mom's tamales. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, just being conscious and being aware of, you know, what's happening. What I hear you saying is that, you know, look, there's a lot of things out there. It doesn't mean they shouldn't do it or we shouldn't have them. It's just being aware of what it is and trying to find better solutions. We're still getting what we want, but making yeah. better choices if we can. So I think yeah. that's, that's part of it. So, just to um, find what you can to your life. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. For all of us. One last question. So you said you have you have, you have your two brothers, your mom and dad, and you spent a lot of different time in Abilene and in Austin and San Antonio because you were at UTSA, and now you're back home in Houston. I wanted to ask you one last question. If there's one thing that you would do different with yourself that you know now that you didn't know then, what's the one thing you would change? Oh my gosh. Or um, Maybe not change, but you just do differently. What I would do differently. You know, I think as a young woman, you are often guided by other people's opinions. And by other right. people, I mean, in my own personal experience, friends and right. what they're doing and what they think you should be doing. Or, you know, right. you're guided by, by their interests because you don't want to fall behind or seem left out. It's that right. internal battle of when, when you're a career-driven individual, but then also you do want to keep your whole social life together. It's tough. I will say once I really focused and zeroed in on what I wanted to do, I did lose right. a lot of friends. It was, it is a lonely path because you're so focused and you're so driven and you're trying to eliminate all distractions in order to reach your goal. So what I would do right. differently is to just listen to myself and really focus on what matters and what matters is your family. The friends that love you and truly want to be there for you, they'll stay. They'll remain they'll and stay. at the end of, you know, the tunnel, they'll still be there. Right. And so that's what I would change. I would just be more focused and, and really trust my gut, trust myself from the get go and not have to yeah. go through all these, you know, loops and hurdles of, you know, mistakes. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's, I think that's great advice for anyone. And I think if we all had, you know, it's to trust yourself, but your family is there. Uh, and I think it's a great message for all of us to hear. And, and I mean, I've, I've so enjoyed our conversation. I just want you to know that it's been such a pleasure for me to get to talk to you. You're exactly a bright light. And Houston is so lucky to have you. 
So oh, thank, thank you for you. your time today. I really have enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but the best in your, hopefully it's your last stop, but if it's not, best wishes for <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think it will be. I think it will be. I, I love Houston. I love serving this community. And I feel very blessed to be able to do what I love and to serve the people here because they're my people. And, you know, my family's yeah. here and uh, my husband's family's here. So um, we're here awesome. to stay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a blessed day.